Your brain needs support, and new Ollie Brainy Chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health. Made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L theanine, and caffeine, Brainy Chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus, stay chill, or get energized. Be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Satan is to us a symbol rather than an anthropomorphic being, although many members of the Church of Satan who are mystically inclined would prefer to think of Satan in a very real anthropomorphic way. Of course, we do not discourage this because we realize that to many individuals a picture, a well-wrought picture of uh, their, their mentor or their tutelary divinity is very important for them to conceptualize ritualistically. However, Satan, symbolically, is the teacher, the uh, informer of the wise and the wherefores of the world. And in answer to those who would label us devil worshippers or be very quick to assume us to be Satan worshippers, I must say that Satan demands study, not worship in its truest symbology. Uh, we do not grovel, we do not get down on our knees, genuflect, and worship Satan. We do not plead, we do not implore that Satan give us what we wish. We feel that anyone who is going to be blessed by any god of his choice is going to have to show that god that he is capable of taking care of the blessings that are received. The Church of Satan is an organization which is comprised of Satanists who, because of their abilities and lifestyles, and I must stress this, lifestyles, reflect a higher than average human potential. Through this avenue, the Church of Satan, the Satanist will become the prototype for a more rational, certainly more finely tuned society. The stress has been on nude altars. The nude altar is an integral part of the satanic service, and with good reason. The nude altar represents man's fleshly heritage, the very earth, the mother, the, the womb from whence he came. And we feel that there's nothing bawdy, there's nothing licentious, nothing lewd about the nude who is employed for an altar, the nude woman. We also feel that there's nothing wrong with bawdiness, with licentiousness, or with any type of sexual activity, but we feel as though the ritual chamber is no place for it either overtly or covertly. And uh, there's no need to be surreptitious in our ritual, uh, insofar as sexual pre-elections are concerned. Now, for centuries, both churchmen and laymen have been defining the devil according to their needs, all the while playing the game of muzzling the enemy. They've been inventing the rules of how devils should behave, how Satanists should behave, how devil worshippers should act. And they have been in an authoritative position to do this because naturally 
They are the men of God. They are the men of the church. Supposedly, they are the men who have been doing battle with this devil and been absolving their parishioners of these devil's promptings. In this manner, have they maintained a convenient means by which to escape the blame for their inadequacies or indiscretions? The devil made me do it has long been a stock alibi. Once it held, it held very firm. Now, fortunately, fortunately for us, it has become ludicrous to say the devil made me do it. Yet many, while laughing, still play the old game of self-deceit and blame the devil in one way or another. So the old game is still going on. This is made amply clear in, of all places, the very world of the occult. Witches, who held the devil's name for centuries, now refute Satanism with a passion, employing it as the other side of the fence, which they are most certainly not. All manner of occultists, from ESP researchers to faith healers, denounce Satanists as worthless, meaningless, dangerous, ad nauseum. But never is there to be found a positive adjective about Satanists. We Satanists only smile at such transparencies because they are transparent opinions. But their motivations are most clear. It shows that even those who now claim emancipation from inquisitors need devils themselves in order to make their art more palatable to others. Ironically, the masters of the world have always been Satanists. The masters of magic have always practiced satanic magic. That is to say, magic without the trappings of self-deceit, because self-deceit is always an inhibiting factor in the ultimate success of a magical rite. The great devil's advocates of the past, Friedrich Nietzsche, Mark Twain, Herbert Spencer, H.G. Wells, Shaw, Pierce, all of them. They were able to hold a looking glass up to man, but man momentarily viewing his self-deceit upon reading the works of these people. could quickly avert his gaze and find solace in his spurious rule books. The time for an organization of devils was not yet ready when these devil's advocates existed. For only a strong organized movement could force the mirror of self-revealing before the world's eyes and hold it there. And this is what we wish to do. Hold that mirror up. It has been said that the most powerful thing in the world is an idea whose time has come round. The idea that the enemy might conceivably have something worthwhile to say is now with us. In fact, is that demon within each of us really an enemy, as we have so long been taught? Or will it be recognized as the guiding spirit of enlightenment that it really is? We must remember the word demon does not imply evil, but simply a guiding spirit, a motivating spirit. Man must quit kidding himself. Only when he emancipates himself from dubious interpretations of good and evil, when he truly can rise above good and evil, beyond good and evil, realizing that these terms are probably the most relative terms in man's existence, when he can accept the long 
obscene name of Satan, because that is a dirty word, Satan. The occult world seems to find it even more so. Well, he can accept this word, this name, into his vocabulary as a sound to be honored. Then he will be free. Until then, he will walk in fear of the very scapegoat he has created. And his potential guide will remain his nemesis. And how would Satanism help you to rise to a higher mental level? Satanism allows us to recognize and to realize our own potential. This is what I would call the balance factor. To realize that man is not created equal, but each according to his own opportunity, natural ability, must make the most of what he has. But he must also realize that he can't force cards into his computer that will not be programmed, that will be rejected. And he must uh, as a Satanist, knowing this, realizing what his human potential is, eventually, and here is one of the essential points of Satanism, attain his own Godhead in accordance with his own potential. Therefore, each man, each woman, is a god or goddess in Satanism, but must never make the mistake of assuming that there may not be another god or another goddess next door that may be a little stronger than he or she. We feel that Satanism is a religion of life rather than death. I can't understand why some of our detractors seem so impelled or compelled to establish Satanism as a religion of death because nothing could be further from the truth. Satanism believes that we should live this life to the fullest get every drop of enjoyment from this life. We believe this is the best of all known possible worlds, and if there is a better one, then it will be Satanists or satanically inspired scientists who find it. And uh, we feel that life is the great indulgence, and death is the great abstinence. I've made this very clear in the Satanic Bible, and yet there are still many who will say Satanism is death worship. So you might say this is a gateway to new and more vigorous life for the individual who might be struggling under the burden of depression. The greatest misconception about Satanists is the human sacrifice thing. They seem to overlook the fact that a curse can be thrown without any blood being shed on the part of the magician and uh, or a victim that the magician would choose. The Satanist accepts Human life is a very precious thing, albeit wasted on some individuals. And we feel that there is nothing inherently wrong with anyone who just lives and allows others to live according to their own dictates. But nevertheless, curses have to be thrown. A curse is a symbolic act. This means that it gives vent to one's anger one's emotions, and if it is directed properly towards the victim, the victim then suffers accordingly. This is the power of ceremonial magic.